John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. It is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Hopefully you got a day of rest after. What? Why? Are you shushing me? Oh, no. I I shot up like this, oh. like a little pistol. Oh. Oh, okay. Like an old Western flick right there. Oh, okay. All right. Love yeah. Western flicks. So you spent the weekend in Anaheim doing the Twins-Angels games. I spent Monday there trying to get a little John Boy Media content, ran into some some big dudes. You know, Mike Trout was there. Justin Turner was there. Kenley Jansen, Kike Hernandez. Yeah, so uh, we got some interesting content coming out with those dudes. You've been chopping it up with the who's who of baseball lately. Yeah, trying, trying. You know, I told you once uh, Once Brady's team got eliminated from the postseason, I told you I was going to start adding out to the yard. That's what we did yesterday. So, fun stuff. Let's go. Good to see everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, Trout and um, Drury were taking early BP on the field, like two-something. One of them hit that car in left center field. Impressive. Those guys impressive. are impressive. Yeah, pretty good. So today's episode is sponsored by MLB Nine Innings, which has a wide variety of game modes from league mode where users play through an entire season to live play-by-play. They also have over 2,000 player cards to collect and use on your dream roster, which are the most up-to-date rosters, also the most up-to-date logos, ballparks, unis, and they're introducing new historic Hall of Famers to the MLB Nine Innings roster, like Larry Walker, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Mike Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman, and much more. So download and play MLB 9 Innings 23 today with the link in the description. And do not forget, get your good questions in by Thursday night so we can pick the best one of the week and then use it as our MLB 9 Innings Question of the Week on Friday's show. You'll become rich, famous, and we will shower you with gifts or at least a Baseball Today t-shirt that presumably fits. Okay, so get that in now. Thank you very much. Haven't talked about this guy a lot. So I figured he would hit leadoff for us, even though he hits a little further down in the order. For the defending World Series champion, Houston Astros. Jordan Alvarez, a couple more big bombs last night as the Astros took care of Milwaukee. He now is second in the league in ribs. He is top five OPS. How good a shot does Jordan Alvarez have at the AL MVP this year? Uh, you know I love Jordan Alvarez. I was in on him before a lot of people were on him, I saw that swing. It's beautiful. I knew it was going to play at the big D level. Did I know it was going to play like this? Maybe not. Uh, but the reality is, is it's very, I mean, it's been impossible to win the MVP for the DH position. Now I don't, I haven't researched this, but I don't think there's ever been an MVP. That's been a DH full time. So there have been six players that have finished in the top three of the voting primarily as a DH. There's probably a lot of Astros fans that are yelling at us right now. He's basically been a part-time DH this year. So half of his games have been in left field. The other half is a DH. But you don't think of him as an outfielder, and he doesn't 
make a single play like Aaron Judge did last year where it makes you go, hey, that guy contributes out there. Yeah, so as much as I love Jordan and, and what he's done, I mean, look, the Astros are 28 and 19. Without Jordan Alvarez in that lineup, as everyone was struggling besides him, maybe Kyle Tucker here and there, uh, but mainly it's been Jordan carrying that offense, especially early on. I mean, the record will right. look a lot differently. So how valuable he has he been? Extremely valuable. The numbers on the year are nuts. I mean, he's hitting 305, the one dot OPS. I mean, he is the real deal. He's one. He's a top three hitter in baseball, in my opinion. Like a, a guy that there isn't a pitcher in baseball that wants to see that dude walk into the box in a big time spot. He doesn't get fooled. He takes great at bats. I just think it's an uphill battle for him because he really does provide all of his uh, his value offensively. Now it's a ton of value, but I don't think he ends up making it enough to win an MVP. So top five MVP votes, I could see him stringing like five or six years in a row of that, but he's right. gonna have to do something extremely Easily. special like what Aaron judge did last year to win this MVP in my opinion. Yeah. I think he's got zero chance of winning it unless he hits like 60 homers and Shohei blows up on the mound and doesn't do well. And Aaron judge misses significant time. I just don't see it. Um, when David Ortiz finished runner up in 2005, I think he hit 54 home runs and had almost 140 ribs. I mean, those are ridiculous, ridiculous numbers. Part of the problem for Jordan is that he has been so good so early in his career, his career OPS is, I think, over 970. So his OPS in an MVP winning year has got to be like almost like 1-1 for us to really pay attention to what he is doing inside the batter's box. Other than that, we just go, oh, yeah, it's been another great Jordan year. So I think you can say he is both extremely underappreciated for what he does and then at the same time say he realistically has almost zero shot to win the most coveted individual honor. He's seventh in the AL and Fangraphs war. He's accumulated 2.0. Again, all of that offensively, although base running, Amazing. he's been doing all right. Okay, we're doing that. I don't know how they figure that, but how about the Tampa Bay Rays? They have the second, third, and fourth best F4 guys in Yonder, excuse me, Wander, Yandi, and Randy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Look, I looked at the Vegas odds. I looked at fan graphs and, and none of them have Jordan up there. Uh, but I don't want that to take away from what this guy does oh. on the field. He's incredible. Yeah. I just don't think that it's going to happen. Uh, some of that could be biased. By the way, the six guys that have finished top three primarily as a DH, Paul Molitor, Edgar Martinez, Frank Thomas, Ortiz twice, and Victor Martinez. So that's just, that's five guys, but six times. That's a pretty good list. He's in, he, he, he's in that list as far as talent, 100%. Now, yeah. he has to do it for more years to be considered a great like those guys are, but, I mean, he's on the path. All right, I am wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat today, not because I'm celebrating their Cine Connect jerseys, which I feel like got halfway there. Kind of kind of the cool trim on the sleeves and a little bit I on like the inside. Him. I like them. You do? You dig them? I do. I do. I like them a lot, actually. I didn't think I was going I, to, but the black really does it for me. I like the all-black look. I think it's cool to have an alternate like that. And sometimes these things get a little too silly for me, so this is more like kind of up my alley, to be honest silly? with you. silly? Yeah. What do you mean too silly? That's ridiculous. No man. It's Major League silly. Baseball. 
I don't know what I'm talking about, C Rosie. I like him. Let me like these things. All right. Like I don't want to I don't want to get all minor league in the major leagues. Does that look does that look minor league to you? It doesn't look minor league to me, no. And that looks totally different than anything that the Miami Marlins have to offer. But that like I'm saying that that's pretty like the colors are different, but it's still not all over the place. Don't get me started on all this. Come on, man. Okay. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the Orioles. I'm not trying to wear like SpongeBob jerseys to the field. Like I did that in the minor league. I'm not trying to do that. No offense to SpongeBob. Yeah, I'm sure. None taken. Patrick's (laughs) going to be after your ass. Um, We're here to talk about the Orioles because they just came off an impressive sweep of the Toronto Blue Jays. Then after a day off, they resume their AL East road trip with a swing through the Bronx. How much of a prove-it series is this? For the upstart O's. I don't think it, they have to prove anything. I believe they're nine and six against the AL East this year. They did lose the series to the Yankees early on, but you know, they've been a, they're just a good team, Chris. I got a I got a clip out on social media right now of me saying they have enough to win the whole dang thing. If they keep Boys. acting the way they're acting right now, look, I Hold know we've on. always said I've all we've always said they're gonna need some starters. They're gonna need a, a bona fide starter we have said that but as they're performing right now they're getting the starting pitching that they need chris now is that different in a in a playoff series probably in my opinion it is but the bullpen's very good and they're getting enough length there's been some guys that have had some pretty good seasons for them uh and the guy that's going up against the yankees i believe wells is going up against them um again uh this series so i don't think this is a prove it series at all for them like I know those guys in the clubhouse aren't saying, oh my gosh, it's the Yankees. We have to prove ourselves against them. No, they're saying it's another series. We're 13 and two in series openers. So let's go do that again. Let's win the first game and try to win this series. And if they don't win this series, whatever, they'll move on to the next one. This is a very, very good baseball team that's already proved themselves, especially since Adley's been there. The last 150 games, they're 90 and 60. I mean, this team is a good baseball team. And I think. I've had to – it's taken some time for me to get here where I'm at with them, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I say prove it series, I think prove it to everybody that watches baseball. Maybe – I wouldn't expect you to walk into a major league clubhouse and say, hey, guys, is this a prove it series? They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. We're major <laughs> leaguers. What do you – the worst team in the league, the Oakland A's aren't going – Hey man, this is a prove it series for us. We got to. They don't. What are that? What are they thinking? That's what I want to know. I don't know what they're thinking. Okay, so maybe <laughs> they're they're a little bit of an outlier. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about to the baseball world, and that's why I believe yes, it is because what they'll do, what people will say is okay, okay. You've been, you've been on this great run. You have the most road wins of any team in the American League. How have you done against the Yankees? Well, we lost the first series this year. Uh, okay, okay. But last year you had a really good year. What was your record against the Yankees? Seven and twelve. Ooh, what what are you looking at me with a frowny face? That's casual shit right there, C Rosie. That's what the That's kids not call casual. casuals would say that. No, no, no. I think that there would be some small sample fans size. Who would say it. I don't know. Nineteen games that. is not a small sample size. I wouldn't. I would rather go with the one fifty like I gave. But hey, you know, I I just don't. I just I just don't see it that way. And I, I get it. I I do get that. On the national scale of casuals, casual baseball fans, they will say, well, you know, how do you do against the Yankees? Or how do you do? Did you win the whole thing last year? 
So I get that there's that. Yeah, but they didn't even make it, the playoffs last year. Nobody wa- that's watching this show, I don't think, thinks that this is a prove-it series for the Orioles. I think that people want to see them compete against the best at the highest level on a consistent basis. And um, I don't know. I think I think people are still out on them because of the lack of top-end guys in the rotation. I th- because I think people say, okay, the playoffs start tomorrow. Garrett Cole pitches game one for the Yankees. Uh, you know, McClanahan pitches game one for the Rays. Fromber pitches game one for the Astros. Luis Castillo pitches game one for Seattle. Who's pitching game one for the Orioles? Tomorrow? <laughs> Wells? But that, this, do you understand my point? Garrett Cole wasn't always Garrett Cole either. What bullshit? Garrett Cole's been great for seven <laughs> years just, now. That was a bad example. That was a, bad it was a terrible okay. example. Here's what I'll say. I don't think you should think of this series as a prove-it series just because it's against the Yankees. You can say, even if you're a, a diehard baseball fan and you watch all these games, you can say, I want to see what their record is in July. I think that's okay. fair. I want to go on the record as saying this. I th- I love what they have done. I hate their ownership. I don't hate the people. I hate the way they run their team. I don't think it's fair. I think they have to go out and get somebody. I will stand by that. I was disappointed when they didn't go get somebody for the top of the rotation in the offseason. If they don't make a trade, because this team is good. I would agree with you here. This team has the talent right now to win it all if, and this is a big if with a little word, if they add a top-end guy. They have so much root. I mean, they can. Like, the payroll's nothing. They have a, they have a farm system. Like, let's go. Their farm system's amazing. That's what this I'm, say- what like, I'm th- saying. So, yeah, they, they're they on the cusp. Okay. All right. Today's episode of Baseball Today is presented to you by these guys over at Shady Rays. We want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays, they have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair ever worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics. I can see the beautiful Trevor Plouffe from here. It looks like he's just sitting right in front of me. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. I have told you this countless times. They are backed by lost and broken replacements, which means if you sit on these things in your car, if you lose them in the ocean, even on day one of ownership, you call them up, you go, I lost my shades. Mr. Rose, that's completely fine. We have your address on file. We'll get you new shades. How much do I owe you? Nothing. You owe us nothing. We want to take care of you. But don't you want to hear what happened? We definitely don't want to hear what happened. We'll just take your word for it. You'll get shades. They're coming your way. And Shady Rays Memorial Day sale is live right now. So head on over to ShadyRays.com. Get 35% off of all sunglasses. You'll need them for the summer. So try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over a quarter of a million people. Five stars. ShadyRays.com. 35% off. Go do that today. Yeah. We continue on. Most interesting pitcher to watch tonight. Bobby Miller of the Dodgers making his big league debut in the ATL. 
Yuri Perez with his third big league start. He's been solid so far, but it's his first one in Colorado. Or Mackenzie Gore making his first ever start against the team that dealt him last year, the San Diego Padres. Chris, let me tell you a little story. I'm going to bring you back over a year ago. It was April 5th, 2022. I'm watching baseball. It's the freeway series, the Angels versus the Dodgers. And I, I, I tweeted this out. I said, the Dodgers have some dude on the mound right now wearing number 92, throwing 100. He looks like he wants to kill every person that steps in the batter's box, and he's got two massive gold chains on. I like him. I had no idea who this guy was. I was in my head. I'm like, another pitcher in the Dodgers organization that's going to come blow doors off. I expected that guy to be up last year. Didn't happen. Finally, Bobby Miller is going to be in the big leagues, and I'm very excited to watch this matchup against another dude who looks like he wants to kill everybody that walks into the batter's box, Spencer Strider. So yes. tonight is a night I'll be glued to that game, watching it um, out of the University of Louisville. He hasn't had a great year in the minor leagues uh, this oh. year. I'm talking about Bobby Miller. Um, but the Dodgers need him. I mean, their pitching staff is decimated right now. It's it's Kershaw will be back. He's on the bereavement list. But right now it's him and Gonsolin and I guess Noah Syndergaard. And then they bring up Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller. And they got the win last night with Stone on the mound. If Bobby Miller can come out and have a good start, it's like, hey, here's the Dodgers again. Now, if these two guys struggle, then it's like, hey, the Dodgers kind of need to figure something out. So I'll be watching closely, intently to this game. Uh, but in my mind, Bobby Miller is going to come up and, and do good things. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'll be flipping through all three. But if I had to pick one, I'm really curious to see how Mackenzie Gore does against this old team. Remember, he was the number one pitching prospect in baseball for a long time. And whenever the Padres were... Um, entertaining a trade, they were like, okay, you can have anybody except Mackenzie Gore. We're not trading that guy. And then finally, Juan Soto peels loose, and they're like, okay, go ahead. We'll see you later. So now, you know, the Padres have ended up extending you, Darvish. They've extended Joe Musgrove. You thought that Mackenzie Gore was going to be kind of the centerpiece on the mound at Petco for the next decade or so, and that just didn't work out. So now you got Soto returning for a second time to Washington. Remember last year, he went back about two weeks after he got traded. So he's already been there. He's already tipped the cap. He's already done that whole thing. Um, I think he went four for 12 in that three-game series, something like that. But it'll be really interesting to see Gore go against Soto. I think that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Gore came out of the gates hot, had a really solid April, has not been as good so far in May. But overall, I think he's pitched really well. And I would think the Nationals would say that between he and C.J. Abrams at this point, they were willing to make that deal if it saved them $500 million on Juan Soto. Based on that where is, they were as a franchise. Yeah, I mean, Kenji Gore has, you know, like you said, he's came out of the gates really hot. His overall numbers are still pretty good. I love C.J. Abrams, too. Told you that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, these are all these are all good matchups to watch tonight. Yeah. I haven't watched enough uh, Yuri Perez. I... I Kind of missed his first start. I know I was busy. I forget if it was with one of Brady's games or something. I, I need to watch him more. To, I think he's physically he's so interesting. I mean, yes. big old bean pole out there. So have you watched him much yet? Honestly, just highlights. And, you know, I'll go back when he starts. I'll go back and, and look at, you know, he'll have a bunch of strikeouts. Go look at that. Sometimes I'll do the condensed game. But I think it's better yeah. if you just really watch uh, a full set, see how he acts totally. on the mound, his mannerisms, all that stuff. So you and I have some homework. 
We do. We do. Um, Bruce Bochy said that Jacob DeGrom's bullpen session went very, very well on Monday. He's expected to throw again on Friday. When do you start to get excited for a possible Jacob DeGrom return? I guess I'm already excited. Like I, this team has been so good and, and with limited Jacob DeGrom, it's, it's kind of scary to think what they can be with a healthy DeGrom. And I don't know if we're going to get that throughout the year, if it's going to be a start and stop, start and stop thing. I really hope it isn't because if they do have this guy in a man, see Rosie, like the way this offense is clicking mm-hmm. and the way the other starters have pitched as well. We're talking about like eovaldi has been really good. Gray's been really good. Right. Like you add in, uh, you know, one of, if not the best pitchers in baseball to that rotation, it's, we're talking about an AL West now that's going to be nuts. So I'm already excited about it. The one thing that is kind of uh, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit is that Bochi also said he felt great, and then he added he will start spinning it now. So he's got to start throwing some breakers up there, and I think that kind of sometimes tests your arm a little bit more than just letting a fastball eat. Um, but I don't think we've given the Rangers enough credit for what they've done, how quickly they've turned this thing around, how good they all look together. They've, Mm -hmm. it's been incredibly impressive to watch. Well, you know, Nathaniel Lowe is the guest this week on the Chris Rose rotation. And we had an interesting clip yesterday where he said, listen, this is our division to lose, right? He goes, I will be shocked and something will have gone terribly wrong if in the middle of September, we're not right in this thing for the division. So they believe they they've gotten past that, right? They've added some interesting parts, particularly in the rotation in the last couple of years. You mentioned Avaldi. Gray has been outstanding. Martin Perez, who was phenomenal last year, really hasn't gotten it going yet um, so far this year. Uh, I think Dane Dunning has been solid. Andrew Heaney has his strikeout numbers are still good. He's still trying to. He's been up and down at times, but their pitching staff has been good enough with this offense. It sure. really, really reminds me of when the Rangers came into the national scope in the mid nineties when they had Juan Gonzalez, when they had Pudge Rodriguez, when they had Dean Palmer, uh, you know, forgot if it was Will Clark at that time, if it was Rafael Palmero, one of the two Mississippi State first basemen was there at that time. But, I mean, they were an offense that you just, they were almost second to none. And it feels like with everybody having a good year and now Seager back in the fold, that the pitching staff just has to be good enough. That's another thing. I mean, they barely had Seager this year. And this offense right. is second to none. See, Rosie, first in mm-hmm. runs scored. That's the ultimate test, guys. Like, score more runs than everybody. Good one. How you get, that's how you get it done. Also, third in OPS. So, uh, they're uh, they're firing right now. And if they do, like, a fully healthy Rangers team, look out. Well, so if they're serious, by the way, it's yes, they need Jacob DeGrom. I mean, they're yeah. If you're gonna knock it, if you're not only gonna win a division, but knock off teams in the playoffs, you need Jacob DeGrom. We're not I would have almost no faith in them if he's not there. The other thing is they have to add to their bullpen. Yeah. Which is say bullpen. E- relatively easy to do come playoff time. We have seen teams revamp their bullpen on the fly. In recent years, this team is going to have to do that if they're really interested. Okay, uh, birds are in trouble again, and not these birds, as in the Baltimore Orioles. 
But we saw Zach Gallen take one out while throwing out in Oakland. And then last night, Will Brennan and my Cleveland Guardians lined one off of a bird. Can we like, like, what's that called? Like, put some pixels over that bird? I don't want to see that. I mean, all the players and the umpires are like, oh, my God, what just happened? So All the Southern I boys know. like, yeah, that's cool. I... Boom. Hey, somebody shoot that thing. <laughs> who's, jog, gonna, jog. who's cleaning that thing? Um, I know every major leaguer you ever talk to that's a position player, they all they say is, I'll do anything for Knox. Are you willing to kill a bird for a base hit and not feel bad about it? <laughs> well, hold on. My initial thought is no. I've never killed an animal in my life except for fish. I kill fish all the time. Me and my right. best friend Kyle Farmer, we both like to fish. Um, so my initial thought was no. This this little birdie, I'd like to see it live. I'll give up a base knock. But then I started thinking, it depends when. Like, give me a situation. Is it to win a ball game late in September to put us back in first place in the division? Then yeah, I think I wow might have to sacrifice a little birdie. And I don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about that because so, I'm uh, Will, kind of a sissy when it comes to these things. Will Brennan did tweet after the game. He said, I'm sorry, PETA and bird enthusiasts, an unfortunate sacrifice. So I think he kind of feels kind of bad, but is like, hey, man, I've been struggling. I needed a knock. Yeah, we need any we offense we can get on this team. <laughs> right. So, so here's the, the question. See, Rosie, that's your guardians. Like, did you even, did you like, feel bad at all or you're like hey we need I all did. the knocks see okay. but i'm not i'm not like a hunter or anything but yeah well watching this offense i feel like i'm the one that's been <laughs> hit by a batted ball times this year i didn't watch one pitch last night and they ended up winning i think this is the way i'm gonna have to go by the uh -oh. way a lot of people don't know this story i just want to share it everybody knows about the randy johnson story dave winfield hall of famer dave winfield in Toronto in the mid-80s, I think it was 85, threw a ball back in from the outfield. It killed a seagull. He was arrested, arrested after the game for endangering wildlife or something. No joke. Go look it up. Dave Winfield was arrested in Toronto after hitting a bird. And seagulls people are, thinking, well, hold on. Seagulls how, are how, annoying. How the bird... How did the bird get in the dome? They didn't play in a dome. They played in a place called Exhibition Stadium, which is the the weirdest baseball stadium that they've ever created. But yeah, seagulls. I mean, I don't even know what's going on with seagulls, but they know these birds know when the game is about to end. They know like two hours and forty five minutes. They start circling around because they know people are going to leave and all the trash is there. They're, it's insane. Yeah, and you know what? I want to. When I was at Dodger Stadium, I got in. And uh, I park my car, I walk into the stadium, and there's these crows. I hate crows. I hate crows. And mm. there's one looking at me, and they start, like, he starts communicating with the other crows. And it's not like a call. Oh, no. It's like the clicking thing. They're like, they're, yeah. they're, like, they're, like, not, I don't like, I don't mess with crows. I'm out. That would have been I'm amazing good. if they had all just come down and picked you up in your fresh-ass suit and just grabbed you and flown you away. And then Dick Bremer's going, well, where's Trevor Plouffe tonight? Uh, did he, did he, is he on the schedule tonight? And then they drop you in Dodger Stadium. It's Man, like an episode awesome. of Black Mirror or something. I don't, like, I don't know about that. <laughs>
All right. Um, let's see here. Blitzball Battle 3 continues tonight. I think we're in the winner's bracket, right? With Oh, no, we're in the loser's bracket, aren't we? Who's, I don't know what Love the game is. is. I think it's Love Yous and uh, Hook Line Love Sinkers. Yeah, Love Yous lost to um, We Got Ice, yes. So it will be the loser's bracket. And guess what? Is, it the, is that hey, what it is? I'm not even sure uh, what it is. Do you see what I'm waving? you see this? Well, goodbye? Bye-bye, baggage. Bye-bye. What's going on with you? Really? Really? Let's end the show, see you, Rosie. Uh, okay, yeah, it is love yous and hook line sinkers. So there you go. That's that's what it is tonight. Another team's gonna be eliminated. Somebody's gonna join baggage on the bench. Jimmy, Jake, goodbye. For our outstanding one of a kind producer Dan Rourke and the always entertaining bird killer Trevor Plouffe. No, what? He's not bird killer. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not. Don't write that in. We're not making fun of that. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.